Welcome to Living Fullness, a podcast where you're invited to walk with two unusual friends through the ups and downs of the art of friendship. My name is Stina Constantine. My name is Father Sean Burns, and together we explore what it takes to grow real, satisfying friendships, the joys and challenges we face along the way, and of course, becoming a good friend ourselves. We hope by sharing our learning and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Living Fullness. Whether you're listening through your earpiece, in your car or in your home, we are excited as always to have you here with us. Absolutely. And we're very excited also to have a special guest with us today. Uh, Stina, would you like to introduce our guest? I would love to. So today we have Elise Drum with us here. Elise is actually part of the Virtue Ministry team. So I am super excited to have Elise on today. And for you guys to be able to meet her and and get to know Elise as well. Um, So Elise and I have only sort of known each other for a few years now. I had the pleasure of meeting Elise on a QA and a panel. And this was this, you know, young woman who jumped up and sat down on this panel and these questions were firing her way that I was going, oh my gosh, how do you answer these questions? And Elise just very calmly and very humbly answered them in such a beautiful manner that I walked away going, wow, (laughs) what an incredible woman. And then lo and behold, a few months later, I get an email from Elise that says, hey, I'd like to join the team. I was so thrilled. So I'm excited to have you here and thank you for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. (laughs) We might start with sort of um, maybe start by telling us a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are, where you've come from and and what you're sort of doing at the moment. Um, Yeah, so I'm a local farm girl from around this area and I'm currently studying my third year of um, medicine at UNSW. So I've just moved back from the city to be in the country and get to try and learn to become a doctor in my own hometown, which is very nice. That is mm. so cool. So cool. At a very young age of? 21. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> like impressive. Wow. That is impressive. Yeah. This is yeah. what I mean about impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why medicine? Like what, what was it about, about that? Oh, I think that there's just so much that it can offer and it has such a – it sounds very – narrow when you first hear about it and you think you have to just be this smart, very methodical person, but it actually requires a lot of flexibility and a range of skills. And I like being a little bit of an all-rounder. So I think that that's something that really attracted me to it. But I think also that idea from my own Christian faith of being able to serve other people, I don't think there's, for me, there's not a more humble way to do it than when people are sort of at their worst and you have to be at your best for them. So Ministering to the sick. Nice, nice. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Beautifully put. Devoting your entire life to a corporal work of mercy. That's (laughs) that's not bad at all. That's (laughs) trying to. (laughs) Oh, bless. And you've got family here as well, Elise. I do, yep. I'm the oldest of five kids, Mm -hmm. so that's really nice. And I've got a lot of extended family around this area, um, which is really nice to be back with them Mm. and yeah, watching them grow up as well. Mm. I teach one of your cousins. You do. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Do we give him a shout out? Oh, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Patrick, if you're watching. Uh, he has to watch it now. <laughs> he, has to, <laughs> he has to watch it now. That's right. That's right. So you've been in Sydney for, you were in Sydney for about a year, yes. two years. What was it like going from, you know, country town Wagga to Sydney? It was, yes, very interesting. And I think I was dreading it a little bit because I love 
the country so much. But I think I decided that, you know, if I'd gotten that far as to get into medicine, that that part would just sort of flow through. I thought that might actually end up being my biggest challenge being in the city, which I just was not familiar with whatsoever. But um, the luckiest thing I think was finding a community of other Christian people to live with, which was Mm. a real blessing to find two weeks before starting uni Oh, wow. (laughs) It was absolute divine intervention. (laughs) Yeah, I found that, you know, if I just sort of trusted, I got everything I needed um, sort of put to me. And it was, there was going to be challenges that I was going to have to learn from anyway. So I just kind of accepted that and thought, well, this is the time to make the mistakes and learn from them. So it ended up being a good two years. Mm. Mm. You, it sounds like you mm. sort of just embraced it almost. Yeah. I mean, not without struggle by the sounds of it, but, you know, who wouldn't? Yeah. Missed all the buses on my first oh. day. Oh, no. And dinkied on the back of another medical student riding on his bike. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like a scene from a movie. With, <laughs> your, with your books in hand. and, and <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> yes. But you showed up to class on time, right? But I was on time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gosh. And then now having moved back to Wagga, what's what's that like? It's really good. I feel like I'm just back home where I belong, but I think I've gained a lot of experience that I probably wouldn't have otherwise got here. But, mm. um, yeah, I'm very happy to come back comfortable with who I am and coming back mm. with that and thinking this is where I belong, but I've got a lot more knowledge and, you know, even friendships that have sort of probably helped me influence how I'll continue here as well, which yeah. is which is great. How long are you here for this time, Elise? Hopefully forever. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, wow, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully I can complete the rest of my degree here and work at least in the Riverina. That would be now, really cool. Which would be fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And I'll still visit Sydney, but yeah, sure, definitely sure. plan on, on staying in the country. Oh yeah. rock on, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. A young yeah. country doctor. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's that brilliant. Um, and what about, I know that there were some things that you were involved in um, in Sydney regarding ministry. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to share some bits of what you were involved in then? And then perhaps we can have a chat about what you're doing in Wagga now. Too. Yeah, sure. So I think initially, again, being part of having, you know, Christian housemates and things like that, I got to meet a lot of people in Sydney who were like-minded, which was really, really great to build a home away from home because I had no family there. Um, And so that sort of commenced with um, keeping Sunday holy. That was the real attitude of the people I was with. So that meant um, spending Sundays very much focused on my faith and we'd have talks. So each time it would be different and that would, you know, teach me new things and put me in contact with new people. And eventually that led to me um, becoming much more aware of and involved with Life Choice, who mm. I'd never heard of before, but they're Australia, Australia's only young pro-life movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and their whole focus is educating young people on the pro-life movement and the dignity of human life in not just issues like abortion and euthanasia, but just it, it really refocuses your whole way that you interact with other people because you don't want to just show people that life is valuable when it's threatened but it's valuable all the time so on point (laughs) well said and so that's um a a group of people that I became very much involved with and I completed an internship with them at the start of last year yeah it became a bit of a pro-life voice on campus where I could until COVID kind of overtalks yeah yeah but um yeah and it's Rebecca that Rebecca Hosper. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 She does a fantastic Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
can I ask how does what you're doing there as a a, a, a worker in the Lord's Vineyard in in, in that area do, does it feed it in any way to your work in medicine? How do how do those two match up? It's yeah, it's affected it in ways I didn't expect. I thought that to be honest, the main point at which you'd butt heads and have moral conflicts would be in issues like abortion and euthanasia but I think you see how attitudes get to someone get someone to that point of thinking that's that's okay and it sort of starts with people having an idea of quality of life being more important than just life itself and people pushing their idea of what a good life is onto others Um, and then yeah you then see that idea and those thoughts develop in people to thinking well then if this life is what what isn't what I think is what's worth living they then sort of think if I can't push my idea of a good life onto someone then it's not worth it Mm. sort of see that develop so I think you sort of check yourself constantly when you're like seeing patients and things like that and you think well is this something that actually requires you to intervene and push your agenda on them or is this something where you need to let people make decisions for themselves and respect life like I said again not just when it's being threatened but always always yeah sure sure Mm. Mm. that's really awesome that's been helpful Mm. and the conversations surrounding that I mean I I'm imagining here and perhaps I'm I'm wrong in imagining this but I'm, I'm imagining that that the position that you would hold would be a minority position among your classmates Yes. Um, how do you get on with classmates in that regard? Is that? Um, I think it's a conversation I dreaded to begin with and yeah. just thought, oh, no one's going to understand. But if when you come from a place of showing them in all other facets of life that you care, they believe that you care when you share your perspective, even if they don't agree with it and you sort of mm. – if they're good understanding people, they'll at least let you yeah. speak out your ideas and they will see where you're coming from and they may not agree, but – there's always – I always find that just asking them questions is so much more effective than me getting up on my soapbox and trying to see where they come from and I suppose, um, yeah, seeing where they would apply it personally because that's where they're, they're making those judgments on other people in their yeah, life. Yeah, sure, sure. So, um, yeah, it's been mostly good interactions. That's fantastic. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's what you want in an educational institution, don't you? You want robust well, conversation yeah. but respectful yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. As well. so exactly. It certainly sounds like you're getting that. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Marvelous. And great tip too, you know, asking questions rather than yeah. being the one to yeah. preach as such. Definitely. That's right. So, That's mm. right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so having come back to Wagga then, you know, what are you sort of getting into? I mean, do you have time to get into get into Always overcommitting. <laughs> Always overcommitting. But yes, I'm still getting into my, you know, my netball and getting back into, yeah, just seeing you know, family and things like that, which is really nice. But, yes, it's really nice to um, be able to now apply what I've learnt to, yeah, local local health and things like that. So it's very busy, but, yeah, still finding time to hopefully try to do some more with virtue ministry as well. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, you, you've done a phenomenal job so far with trying to juggle um, your role of writing within the virtue ministry team as well as your studies and your own personal commitments. So I have no doubt that you will do a great job moving forward as well. But um, I guess yeah, talking about virtue ministry, perhaps we can have a bit of a chat about what your journey has been like in mm. that. Do you recall seeing like an advert or something when you... I do. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah the thing I saw. And one of my little hesitancies about pursuing a career in medicine is that I've always had this passion for writing. And I thought, well, I 
couldn't have been given this gift for it to not be used for something, but I don't see how I'm going to use it as a doctor, which I now see I could, but (laughs) at the time I didn't. And so I thought, well, maybe this is an opportunity. And so, yeah, I just sort of thought, well, I'm young and I've got not really, didn't really think I had much to offer, but a lot to gain. So I just thought I'd give it a go and see if it would be suitable. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I hope you've loved being on it because we certainly <laughs> love having you. It sounds like you've had a heck of a lot to offer <laughs> despite whatever whatever limitations you think that your youth yeah. may have may have placed. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like you've offered a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm. been yeah, yeah, a good learning experience for me as well. Mm. Yeah, great. Mm. Definitely, great. definitely. So, if you haven't already and you'd like to check out some of Elise's blogs, you can jump over to the Virtue Ministry website. We'll put the link on in the description box or in mm. the post regarding depending on where you are, whether you're on social media or listening through your um, podcast app. So you can check out mm. Elise's blogs on our website as well. It's when I read the the work of uh, these two ladies, you guys do most of the writing mm. on, on, on that website. It's when I, I, I read the work that you guys do and I see exactly why Cardinal Ratzinger was so insistent that everyone is called to be a theologian. Uh, you 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 write wonderfully uh so do go and check it out (laughs) just do it you've been told now (laughs) (laughs) what about when it comes to friendship so friendship tends to be a a very dominant conversation on this podcast so let's let's talk a little bit about friendship what was it like trying to make new friends in sydney when you first got there it was, I think, again, assisted by where I chose to live because I at least was starting with some people who were at least a little bit like-minded to me, which probably helped. And I think I wasn't so much worried about making acquaintances as I was making actual friends. Mm. I think mm. that wasn't, yeah, meeting people and getting along with them wasn't going to be much of a concern. It was more, yeah, making good friendships because I had had that here. Um, but... It was great because Sydney's such a big melting pot of different people and I was, you know, the country bumpkin, but there were people who were, you know, the international student and there were people from all different walks of life. And so I think it was great for me to – it did make me sort of, yeah, step out of my comfort zone and become mm. um, a lot more aware of making an effort to make other people probably feel comfortable when I was still new because we were all all fresh and um, – yeah, I've met some great people along the way, which has been lovely. Great. I think it's so um, impressive that you were able to recognise so early on that you actually weren't too concerned about just meeting people. You actually wanted that deeper connection mm. with the people around you. I think um, certainly from my own experience, you know, it's taken a long time to get to a place where I can actually understand what relationships look like and what friendships actually look like as opposed to you know, everybody's your friend. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sure. There are different degrees of friendship and, and what we desire. So it's really impressive to, to hear that you were so attuned to that in, in moving. I guess also with COVID then happening and, you know, did that sort of place any pressure or any challenges on those early friendships? I think it did to an extent. Like there were definitely people that you got distanced from also can sometimes be, I think for people, COVID showed who made the effort and who didn't, which was something Mm. that you did notice and it made you also think, well, am I making the effort to contact people? Sure. Which at least you got a bit of training if you were living away from home and you had to contact people back home. Mm. Yeah, I think it sort of made and broke 
people's relationships and mm. who decided to make the effort. And yeah, um, yeah, sure, didn't. sure. Some friendships didn't come through the 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 pandemic experience. Mm. Sure, yeah, sure. Is there a similar kind of a, a pattern then for having moved back to Wagga as well? I think so, yeah. And I think you learn, unfortunately, quickly that you can't be everybody's friend yeah. and you can't be close with everybody. And, yeah, there are people who are just going to move in and out of your life and that's okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's been a lesson to sort of prioritise who you can make the effort for. But, um, yeah, always. I guess the good thing as a Christian is even when you can't see someone, you can keep them in your prayers. Yeah. Which... Yeah, yeah, we've got something others don't. That's, yeah. that's this, this. This is so true. This is, is so true. true. Yeah, so true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and having moved back to Wagga and having had that two-year break, I know some people when they move and come back, it can be difficult to re-transition back. So much has happened, and yet it hasn't really happened for you. Like mm. it's happened for other people. Like, was there any experiences there that you could? That, that sort of resonates with you? Yeah, I definitely think I'm still transitioning back and sort of, you know, everyone else is moving along and having their own lives. So you've got to figure out where you slot into their lives as well. Um, even with siblings growing up and things like that, two years is a big difference when they're in their teenage years and they're, you know, so much more mature than you remember them being. So that's a good learning mm. curve. But yeah, mm. it's really nice to see people coming into their own and having their own um, life keep moving along. So. Yeah. yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Mm. We spoke a little while at least about um, different elements of friendship that can be quite striking and can stand out. And there was a particular example that, that you gave and something that you spoke about. Do you want to share that with our listeners? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, when Stina asked me about um, what was a moment of friendship that really stu- stuck out to me, it was when I was in high school and um, I was at a school that I had only been at for maybe about six or seven months and I, that was a place where I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to have more maybe friend acquaintances than friends mm-hmm. just due to differences. But, um, yeah, I was really shocked when we were getting exam results back one day and I was quite nervous with how I had gone. And one of the other girls who I was becoming friends with um, – when we got the results back and she saw what my mark was, even though it was much higher than hers, she, you know, sort of instantly dismissed whatever she was going through and told me how happy she was for me. And she said, oh, I'm just so glad because, you know, you worked so hard and you deserved it. And it was something that's always really stuck with me because Mm. she just seemed so happy for me in that moment, which was Mm. just, yeah, a real, real sign of friendship. Mm. 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 Rejoicing in somebody else's success and somebody else's good. Yeah. Uh, that's the sign of a really good friendship. Yeah. Being able to rejoice in the good of another. Wow. Yeah. 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 And shows real strength when when you're the person who who hasn't succeeded or hasn't, yeah. hasn't done as well. Yeah. To be able to mm. n- not necessarily put it aside, but to focus on... Mm on mm. your friend's success and what yeah. they've yeah. been able to achieve. Yeah. To not yeah. see the other person's success as a, a threat. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. 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 Which I th- we see a lot of that, right? We can see Ooh, a yeah. lot of that in the world of Ooh, yeah. um, of jealousy and envy of, of mm. what somebody else has mm. instead Definitely. of rejoicing. Definitely. Yeah. And I think you sort of, you lose out on the joy you could have if like, because there's, you can always have joy in other people's successes. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. When we're talking about friendship, um, 
you've already spoken about the fact that that making new friends was was something that that you know it was a bit frightening at first a little mm. bit a little bit scary having to do that at what point did you kind of go you know what this isn't as scary as what i thought it was going to be i think taking i suppose maybe the approach that that friend gave me is an example of being a bit more other focused and not worrying about myself and thinking if this person's worth investing time in, then invest in time in them, show your interest and things like that. And I think it just sort of naturally came that um, people who noticed that and appreciated that, you you know, develop a, a good friendship. And um, I think that probably was just, yeah, a bit of the process and having patience because you're not going to develop a you know, rock hard friendship overnight, just sort right, of, you yeah. know, yeah. just sort of having patience with people and seeing who sticks around and being comfortable. If you know that the effort you made was appropriate and the best you could, then not being disappointed with the outcome. Was yeah. Probably yeah. Yeah. Fair thing. enough too. Yeah. That's, that's, that's actually, that's, <laughs> that's a very good answer. That's, that's, yeah. 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 Very, um, deliberative and sane. Yeah. that's great yeah 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 but how do you like how do you do that so you know we've we've said a moment ago that it, that our culture tends to be very rife with with jealousy and envy which is very self-focused it's you know as you were saying it's not very other focused other um centered so how does someone who's struggling with that like what might be some things that they could do to help like what's helped you to to stay other focused um i think I guess always, yeah, having – when you are speaking with someone, I think I always am sort of conscious that I'm not the one talking too much and that I am trying to ask questions of interest to other people and even if it's just picking one thing that, that that's important to that person and starting off by asking about that every time you see them and, mm. and things like that and mm. just sort of, yeah, taking a, a genuine interest in whatever is important to them and sort of just trying to stick with that is probably a really good way – to start because um, and you notice you'll notice that if it's something that you're not interested in you are making an effort but it'll become easier because they'll also do most of the talking about that if that's what they're interested <laughs> sure, in sure 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 so I'd probably say that's a way to really start mm. um, and that's a very simple mm. simple is, thing too yeah. isn't it yeah something that you can yep. certainly remember mm. focus on the interest of another and yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and like you said just to pick that one thing it doesn't have yeah. to be yeah yeah, you know, seven or eight. Just, just no. one. Mul- no, no, no need to be multifaceted. <laughs> no. yeah. you don't have to memorize yeah. their family tree no. or anything. <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, a moment ago, too, Elise, you were saying that um, it's easier for us with our Christian faith and with our Christian values to to enter into dialogue and into friendships that are. Healthy and good, I suppose. Mm. Um, maybe you can speak a little bit about your experience and your own personal relationship with our Lord as well. Like, is there were you always a practicing Christian? Like, how did yes. your faith come about? Yeah, um, it was definitely heavily influenced by my family. So I have a quite large Christian family. So mm. it's been really um, just part of everyday life um, and something that um, yeah we really focus on, which probably helps. Um, I think the main thing the whole way through has been having some kind of physical source of accountability. So obviously growing up, 
that was my family. And then as I finished school, that became, you know, the friends that I chose. You used to figure out pretty quickly that you need to have friends that have a similar um, sort of drive as you because otherwise it becomes lonely pretty quickly, even with family around. And then Mm. virtue ministry was another way and life choice were all ways that I could pick some kind of accountability somehow to be like, this is a, a reminder of the purpose. I'm someone who needs things that are a bit more tangible, I think. Um, and that was my way of doing it. But um, yeah, it's been great for me that I can always centre back on my family and, um, you know, we kind of revolve around it really, which mm. is really nice. Mm. Nicely done. Good self-knowledge. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, and... How would you characterise the this this this? <laughs> this may be one of those questions we like. I don't want to answer, <laughs> and I understand completely. Um, how has from um, say graduating school, going into med school, joining virtue ministry, all of these things? How have you seen your relationship with Jesus develop? Quite um, significantly, because I think once you finish school, especially, you have to decide to you really do become a lot more accountable for your own faith and deciding how you're going to make the steps. So it can, it, for me, it sort of started with, you know, after work, if I'd finish around the right time, I'd be like, well, I could go to the church for half an hour. Mm. Um, but I think you definitely see those peaks and troughs and things where you see you fo- you get slack on things. Sure. And then you remember that um, your parent isn't there to tell you to, you know, pull your socks up. So I think... Um, for me, instead of um, seeing that as, I mean, it's definitely a failure, but it's a failure that you can make something of. So I think for me, it's always been like, okay, well, you better make something good out of this mistake. Um, And I think that's sort of um, really helped me also focus on the fact that I'm always needing mercy. And I think I'm starting to appreciate that a lot more, especially as you get older, because as a kid, you get shown mercy by others a lot more, yeah. but not when you're older. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is this is this is true. true. This is true. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, look, uh, welcome to the club. That's, <laughs> that's, <you know. laughs> Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. 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 Very thoughtful response. Any other questions? Is there something you want to say? Mm. Um, well, actually, probably just from something I read this morning mm. before coming here, I thought, oh, I'll just give it a few reads, a few reads of the pages because it always gives me something, was when I was reading um, the book on John Paul II this morning and it was talking about youth. And I mm. think that anyone wanting a little bit of encouragement just has to read what he says to the youth and how he says, you know, you're not, like, you're not waiting for your time. <laughs> your time mm. is now and you need to, you know, you need to um, to start now and... Um, yeah, it was really, really encouraging to read that this morning, which cool. I thought was sort of perfect for um, coming into this and also, I suppose, yeah, faith as a young person in general. Definitely. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Very good. Mm. Big fans of JP too, so yeah, yeah, yeah. to hear yeah. that. <laughs> yep, yep, definitely. <laughs> what a legend. What a legend. Incredible. Well, again, Elise, thank you so much for giving up your time to thank be you, here yeah. with us. and. yeah. Been great. And getting people to giving people an opportunity to meet you. <laughs> it's absolutely wonderful. Wonderful to have you here. So thanks for having me. Um, we thought we might just chuck a few um, rapid fire questions your way just to 
just to sort of end it on a bit of a lighter yeah. note. So you haven't seen these questions. No. <laughs> no. So whatever is the first thing that comes to mind, if you just want to answer, answer that. And, okay. you know, yep. if we yep. have a follow-up question of what on earth was that, oh. <laughs> you right. might, uh, might get an opportunity to elaborate. Ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> tea or coffee? Uh, coffee in the morning, tea in the evening. I love both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> introvert or an extrovert? I think I'm an extrovert. <laughs> Uh, which season of the year do you prefer? Summer. Definitely summer. Mm-hmm. And why? We have harvest time and late, like it's eight o'clock and the sun's still up. So I love harvest time. So that's the main thing. Okay. Uh, what about a favourite book or movie and why? My favourite book is Unbroken, which is about Louis Zamperini, who was a um, from an Italian immigrant family but grew up in America and he was – a bit of a troublemaker when he was younger and he was really good at running away when he got in trouble. And his brother saw that skill and said, well, I'm going to train you to run. And he ran in the Berlin Olympics. Oh. And he then became a prisoner of war during World War Two. And, yeah, he has an amazing story of just resilience and not giving up. And That's really cool. Losing his faith and finding it again. And, yeah. yeah. It's How awesome was that? Yeah. Nice. It was called Unbroken. Unbroken. There's Unbroken. a movie about it now as well. Oh, okay. But the book is a bit better. It's better. <laughs> the book is always better, isn't it? Yep, yep. Uh, watching or playing sport? Playing, definitely playing. Okay. Yeah. White line fever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that's called. <laughs> yeah. What sport? I play netball, but netball. I also, I will watch Aussie Rules because I can't play it. <laughs> okay, all right. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Mm, probably flying. Oh, just okay. for my own enjoyment, no one else's. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Uh, your favourite holiday? Somewhere near the beach. Any beach mm, is good. Mm, mm. Cool. If you're trapped on a desert island and you only have three things with you, mm. what would those three things be? I'd probably need a knife. My brother would probably be very disappointed <laughs> me if he didn't say so. <laughs> Maybe a rope. And... Uh, mm. Trying to be either like smart or fun here. <laughs> I don't know which one. So far, they're eminently practical. Yeah, they I'm, are very I'm practical. really impressed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe a hairband. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One aspect of comfort, at least. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, that's practical. It's very practical. I plan to make comfort with the knife and the rope. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you might be able to cut your hair with the knife. Yeah. But, you know, otherwise it's just going to get in the way. It is. Well, that's yeah. why I figured it was comfort. No, that's practical. It's okay. Okay. It's very I, comfortable when it's practicality. I accept that this is not my area of expertise and I just go, yes. I'll get so, you a week for a day. Oh, you tell me if it's No, look, I'll, I'll be fine. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, uh, who was your childhood best friend and how old were you? Well, from earliest, it would have to be my sister, Emily. Oh, She's oh, only two years nice. younger than me. So, yeah, um, I think, yeah, about two years, but we had definitely our highs and lows of sisterhood. <laughs> we were best friends one second and not the next. Sure, sure. Yep. Classic. But we still are. It's all good. <laughs> what about your favourite quality in friends? I think these days it's probably honesty because it's something that's, very lacking. Mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely honesty. Nice, nice. Uh, what's one thing that people misunderstand about you? I'm very blunt, <laughs> which is why I was afraid of these questions. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, I can be very blunt and to the point. So sometimes I do have to clarify that, yes, I am sensitive. Okay. <laughs> and I do care. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. Um, this one might take you a moment, but I mean, you may have already thought of this too. Your life gets turned into a biography. What would be the title of that biography? No filter. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> <Probably>. Good one. <laughs> nice, nice. No filter. The uh, uh, the Elise Drum story. <laughs> uh, I could totally see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could totally yeah. see that. What inspires you and makes you feel like your best self? Probably just waking up on the farm, getting out, doing some farm work. Mm. I really love that, especially mm. when it's yeah. With my siblings or my dad and just, you know, nice, nice. getting back to the basics. Nice. Beautiful. Very good. Awesome. Well, that was the last question. That's that it. That wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't. Done, it was much better than I expected. You had great <laughs> questions, great answers to those questions. They were. They were indeed. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thanks so much for being on here with us. Mm, thank you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been right. really, really cool. Be here. Yeah. It's yeah. been great to get to know you in a different way as yes. well. <laughs> Alrighty, well, thanks so much to you guys who've been watching on our YouTube channel or listening through the podcast app that you're listening from. We, as always, are very grateful that you are here and we hope that you've enjoyed having Elise on the podcast as much as we have. If you had a question that you wish we had have asked Elise, put that in the comment section either under our video or on our social media pages. You can get in touch with us using the Facebook page, uh, Virtue Ministry, or you can find our Instagram page, Living Fullness, as well. Or if you know us in person, come and talk to us. We'd love to chat. But until next time, know of our love and praise. God bless.